Praised be to the King of Kings, our Lord and Savior, Adoración a nuestro Señor y Rey. You may be seated unless you are a boy or girl from ages 3 to 5th grade. We want to send you out for children in worship time. Queremos enviar a los niños al tiempo de niños en adoración. We have an awesome group of children here at Sunrise, and we have a tremendous team of teachers and helpers who give and care for those children by sharing the most important treasure we could ever share with our children, and that's God's word. Tenemos el tesoro de la palabra de Dios para mostrar a los niños, para compartir con ellos. The rest of us are going to be also in this treasure of God's word right now, and I want to invite you, if you don't have a Bible, to get one from the back. Hay Biblias detrás, as Greg was saying. There are many opportunities to get into God's word this week. We'll have another study guide for the next two chapters of Luke available from our elders right at the door after worship. Los ancianos van a tener las guías de estudio para Lucas después del servicio. Pick one up and do your best. Like Aaron said, it's not about checking it off the list. It's really about drawing near to God and, and, and hearing from him and, and having our hearts and our lives changed. And so today we're going to focus on a particular scripture. It's Luke chapter 13, verses 22 through 30. Vamos a mirar Lucas 13, 22 al 30. On the screen there's a page number that will help you to find it if you're using those Bibles in the back. La página indica donde está este texto en las Biblias de atrás. And again, to remind us what we're doing as we get into the second half now of this, uh, of this series on the Gospel of Luke, we're going through two chapters at a, at a clip. It's a lot. Estamos cubriendo dos capítulos hoy. So we're looking at chapters 13 and 14 as our focus today, but I'm going to read this particular section, and, and this will help us to dive in. Uh, I'd like to read it first in English. Voy a leer primero en inglés, and then we'll read it in Spanish. So hopefully you're there and you can follow along. This is the great news that we proclaim. Las buenas noticias, Señor. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Because many, I tell you, will try to enter and not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, We ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves are thrown out. People will come from east and west and north and south and take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first and first who will be last. Continuando su viaje a Jerusalén, Jesús enseñaba en los pueblos y aldeas por donde pasaba. Señor, ¿Son pocos los que van a salvarse? Le preguntó uno. Esfuércense por entrar por la puerta estrecha, contestó, porque les digo que muchos tratarán de entrar y no podrán. Tan pronto como el dueño de la casa se haya levantado a cerrar la puerta, ustedes desde afuera se pondrán a golpear la puerta diciendo, Señor, ábrenos. Pero él les contestará, no sé quiénes son ustedes. Entonces dirán, comimos y bebimos contigo y tú enseñaste en nuestras plazas. 
Pero Él les contestará, les repito que no sé quiénes son ustedes. Apártense de mí, todos ustedes hacedores de injusticia. Allí habrá llanto y rechinar de dientes. Cuando vean el, en el reino de Dios a Abraham, Isaac, Jacob y a todos los profetas, mientras a ustedes los echan fuera. Habrá quienes lleguen del oriente y del occidente, del norte y del sur, para sentarse al banquete en el reino de Dios. En efecto, hay últimos que serán primeros y primeros que serán últimos. Jamás han pensado ustedes en lo que son las fechas de caducidad, las fechas de vencimiento. Have you ever stopped to think about expiration dates? Ever thought about that? They're on just about everything that we use, right? We find expiration dates printed on uh, food packages, processed foods, our meats, uh, drinks, medicines. Hay fecha de caducidad en, en los comestibles, también en medicinas. They're just about everywhere. Now, what I've found is that there are kind of two ways to look at this. There are some who live by expiration dates, okay? Those are gospel I mean, they are strict with them. Hay los que observan estrictamente las fechas de caducidad. Now, I'm kind of in that camp, though not 100%. But for those people, you know, the day it says, I'm stopping. I'm not going to use it one day past the date. There are other people for whom expiration dates are, well, you know, a suggestion. A ballpark figure of when something might begin to lose its freshness. Para otros es simplemente una sugerencia. And you know which camp you're probably in. Well, recently, I, I, I kind of had fun with this uh, unintentionally as I had a group of youth in my office. Hace poco tenía unos jóvenes en mi oficina and I found in a cabinet uh, some Oreos that had been given to me last summer after Bible Day Camp, okay? Encontré unos Oreos que me habían dado que ya estaban vencidos. They were obviously expired, okay? And so I took them out and I, I gave them to the youth. I said, okay, guys, at your own risk, okay? Uh, parents, don't get me in trouble here. I said, it's your choice, but if you want to have these Oreos, go ahead. Well, some of the kids just went, yeah, and they dove right in and said, mmm, tastes great, wonderful stuff. Uh, algunos jóvenes estaban comiendo los Oreos, estaban bien, saben bien. Others were like, mm, don't know about this. And of that second group, the few who tried it said, tastes stale, doesn't taste good at all. Ellos pensaban que no sabía bien. So here's the thing. Sometimes it's really hard to tell when time is up, isn't it? Es difícil saber cuando se ha acabado el tiempo. It's hard to tell when time is up with Oreos and with other things that may be expired. But it's also hard sometimes to tell when time is going to be up with God. Es difícil saber cuando se va a vencer el tiempo con Dios. And that's really the theme that I see recurring and coming out of our study of Luke chapter 13 and 14. Es un tema recurrente en Lucas 13 y 14. Now we need to remind ourselves where we are in this journey. Uh, ever since chapter 9 verse 51, Jesus has set himself to go to Jerusalem. He's coming from the north to go to Jerusalem. Jesús está en camino a Jerusalén. He's on the way to the cross. And in fact, 
In chapter 13, 22, which we just read, it says Jesus is making his way through the towns and the villages on his way to Jerusalem and he's teaching the crowds. Está en camino, dice 13, en los pueblos y aldeas enseñando las multitudes. And as he goes, people are talking to him. In fact, at the beginning of chapter 13, some people tell him about a terrible thing that has happened, a terrible tragedy. Le, le cuentan de una tragedia where uh, uh, some people were killed. Pilate, the same Pilate who later is going to send Jesus to the cross, he has brutally slaughtered some Galilean worshipers in the temple in Jerusalem. We don't know much about this incident, but evidently Pilate killed them while they were offering their animal sacrifices. Pilato, el mismo que envía a Jesús a la cruz, ha matado unos Galileos que están en el templo adorando. He's mixed their blood with the blood of their animal sacrifices. Terrible, brutal tragedy. Una gran tragedia. And Jesus' response in chapter 13, verse 2, seems almost cold. Parece fría la respuesta de Jesús. He says, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? ¿Piensan ustedes que esos Galileos por haber sufrido así eran más pecadores que todos los demás? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will perish. Les digo que no, de la misma manera, si, si ustedes no se arrepienten, van a perecer también. And then he goes on to tell about another tragedy. He says, he talks about a tragedy where there's a, a tower in the Jerusalem section called Siloam, and that tower falls down and it crushes 18 people. Hay una torre que cae en la sección Siloé de Jerusalén y mata 18 personas. And Jesus says something similar. He says, do you think that those 18 people that were crushed by that tower were more guilty than you? Eran más culpables esos 18 que ustedes? No, he's saying. But unless you repent, you're going to die in the same way, a menos que se arrepientan, van a perecer también. So, what is Jesus exactly saying here? ¿Qué, ¿Qué punto? What's his point? I believe what he's saying is simply this. You and I, we all have an expiration date. Todos tenemos una fecha de vencimiento. You have an expiration date. And so do I. But unlike a package of Oreos or milk or whatever, it's not printed. It's not on my forehead the day that I am done with this life. No está impresa en mí, mi fecha de caducidad. We don't know that date. And here's the thing. Because we have been spoiled by sin, and because we live in a world that has been spoiled by sin, the reality is all of us are living every day beyond our expiration date. We all, because of sin, are under a death sentence. Por estar podridos por el pecado, estamos ya pasado, ya hemos pasado nuestra fecha de vencimiento. In other words, we don't know from one day to the next when time will be up. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. No hay garantías para mañana. Tomorrow wasn't guaranteed for Kobe. Am I any better off than he was? He played basketball a lot better than I do. 
Tomorrow was not guaranteed for some people that we've lost in our community recently. No había garantías para COVID ni otros que han, que han muerto. Are we better off than them? No. Jesus is saying, here's the deal. Tomorrow is not guaranteed, so the time to turn to God, the time to embrace God and to live for God is today, not tomorrow. You see, there may not be a tomorrow. We don't know when we're going to expire. El tiempo para vivir para Dios es hoy, no mañana. Para volver a Dios es hoy, no mañana. And so the, there's a window of opportunity that we have to, to make a connection with God, to trust in Him. Hay una ventanilla de oportunidad, but that window is rapidly closing. Se va a cerrar. Jesus goes on to tell another story, a parable. He, he talks about a, a gardener, habla de un viñedor, and this gardener plants a fig tree in the middle of a vineyard, planta una higuera en una viña, and for three years, this gardener is nursing this fig tree and doing all kinds of things to try to get it to bear fruit. Está intentando cultivar esta higuera, but it doesn't give any fruit. Three years, no fruit. No hay frutos en tres temporadas. Well, the owner comes and says, you know what, I'm gonna cut this thing down. It's not bearing fruit. El dueño dice, voy a cortar la higuera. But the gardener says, no, give me one more season. Give me one more shot. Deme una temporada más. I'll, I'll cultivate it. I'll put fertilizer on it. Voy a ponerle abono, cultivarla. What's Jesus saying? Well, Jesus is like that gardener. For three years of earthly ministry, he's been cultivating. He's been fertilizing. He's been planting the seeds of the gospel message. Tres años ha estado plantando y cultivando el mensaje del evangelio. He's been doing that in the vineyard, which is a, a symbol for Israel. But there hasn't been a lot of fruit from Israel yet. No ha habido mucho fruto. But here's the thing. Jesus is not going to cut down his ministry. He's going to be cut down. On the cross, Jesús va a ser cortado en la cruz. Why? To open up one more season. One more opportunity for people to respond to his message and to repent and to turn and to embrace God by faith and bear the fruit of a changed life. Va a abrir una temporada más para que la gente pueda arrepentirse y creer en Dios. Time is short. Time is running out to stop doing evil. But time is also running out to do good. Tiempo es corto para dejar el mal y también para hacer lo que es bueno. If we look at chapter 13, verse 13, and chapter 14, verse 4, we find Jesus performing two miraculous healings on the Sabbath day. En 13, 13, 14, 4, el sana en el día del sábado. Two times, he heals a woman in chapter 13 who has been bent over 18 years by a demon. Hay una mujer encorvada un demonio. And then he heals a man in chapter 14 who has a disease called dropsy, which evidently is some sort of swelling all over his body. He does it on the Sabbath. Now, the religious leaders are not happy about that. They're upset about that. Están turbados los líderes religiosos. In fact, in chapter 13, one of them complains and says, hey, people, you know, there are six other days in the week when you can be healed. Why this day? 
Come back some other day and be healed. Hay seis otros días para ser sanados. No vengan el sábado, vengan otro día. And Jesus responds, he says, you hypocrites. Hipócritas, dice Jesús. If you have an ox that is thirsty on the Sabbath day, you're going to lead it to water. If you have a child that falls in the well on the Sabbath day, are you going to say, I'll take care of that problem tomorrow. There are six other days to get my kid out of the well. You're not going to say that. Si tu buen necesita agua, su niño cae en el pozo, no vas a decir, voy a cuidar de ese problema otro día, no el sábado. No. You see, here's the thing. These people, they've been tied up worse than oxen. They've been in pits deeper than any child in a well. For years they've been waiting. Por años esas personas han sido atados en el pozo de su enfermedad. They've been deep in their disease. The best time to heal and to save people is right now. No matter what day it is. El mejor tiempo de salvar a la gente es ahora mismo. Because you see, time is running out. Es corto el tiempo. So, with time so short, the question then comes up, will only a few people have the chance to be saved? ¿Van a salvarse pocos entonces? That's the question that we read in chapter 13, verse 23. And Jesus really doesn't answer that question directly. If you notice, Jesús no directamente responde la pregunta. Instead, in chapter 13, verse 24, he simply says, make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Esfuércense por entrar por la puerta estrecha porque les digo que muchos tratarán de entrar y no podrán. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Tan pronto como el dueño de la casa se ha levantado a cerrar la puerta, ustedes desde afuera se pondrá a golpear diciendo, Señor, ábrenos. Pero él les contestará, no sé quiénes son ustedes. Jesus says there's a narrow door to get into the presence, the eternal reality of God. Hay una puerta estrecha para entrar en la presencia eterna de Dios. But here's the problem. People don't want to take that door. They think that there are multiple doors. La gente piensa que hay muchas puertas. In fact, he says, when the end comes, there will be those that say, hey, Lord, we were by the door. We ate and we drank with you and you taught in our streets. We were in the vicinity. Comíamos y bebíamos contigo. Estabas enseñando nuestras plazas. Estábamos de cerca. We were close to the things of God. But Jesus says it's not enough to just be near the door. You got to go through the door. And people try all kinds of doors. La gente intenta pasar por muchas puertas para llegar a Dios. They try to go through all kinds of doors to get to God. There's the door of religious and spiritual exploration. Yeah, that sounds like a good door. Hay la exploración religiosa. I mean, after all, aren't all religions just the same? Don't all religions just get you to the same place in the end? Las religiones no te llevan al mismo lugar? Not really. Not even all religions would call themselves religions. You know, there are religions that say the goal is to never exist forever, to stop existing. There's a religion that says that. Hay una religión que dice que la meta es no existir para siempre, but then there are religions that say the goal is to exist and live forever. Which one's right? 
See, you're not going to get in through the door of different religions. No pasas por la puerta de la religión. How about the door of family heritage? I come from a spiritual family. La herencia familiar. That's what the, the Jews were, were banking on. We're, we're from the people of God. We're the chosen people. Hey, at least I'm near the door because I'm a part of this family that is God's special people. Soy parte de la familia especial de Dios. But you see, Jesus says back in another place in chapter 13, he says, many are going to come from the east and the west and they'll get through the door because they'll go through it. But you who are part of God's family, you're going to be on the outside knocking because Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, all those guys will be on the inside. That's your family. But you won't make it in because you didn't go through the narrow door. Ustedes quedarán fuera mientras Abraham, Isaac y Jacob están adentro porque no pasaron por la puerta. How about the door of being a good person, a moral person, working hard, trying really hard, going to church every single Sunday. La puerta es ser una persona moral, buena, asistiendo siempre a la iglesia. That door doesn't work. You can get no further than the ceiling in your own efforts. There's only one Narrow door through which you can pass into God's eternal kingdom. And it is the door that is Jesus himself. He is the door. Jesucristo es la puerta. He's the only door. He's the narrow door. But the door is wide open. It's a door for all who would come through it. Es una puerta para todos. Now some say that sounds Pastor Russ, that's so narrow, that's so exclusive, that's so intolerant to say that that's the only door. Que intolerante decir que esa es la única puerta. If you have a heart attack and you're at the emergency room and the doctor comes to you and says, we need to do bypass surgery right now. It's the only way that you're going to live. Si tienes ataque de corazón, el cirujano dice, tenemos que operar ahora mismo. Es la única manera. Are you going to look at the doctor and say, Doc, that's so intolerant. So narrow of you. I'm sure there are other doors that I can take to get healed. Hay otras puertas, seguramente. No, you're not going to say that, are you? Time's running out. You're going to take the narrow door while you have the chance. Vas a pasar por esa puerta mientras tengas la oportunidad. And once you get in, Jesus says, once you come in through that door, be grateful that you are there. Don't get to thinking that somehow you've earned your ticket. Estén agradecidos si pasas por esa puerta. In fact, in chapter 14, verse 8, he says this, when someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, thinking you're something special, For a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. Si alguien te invita a una fiesta de bodas, no te sientes en el lugar de honor. O sea que hay algún invitado más distinguido que tú. And, and, the, and the host will come and say, hey, you need to get out of that chair and go down there. You need to take the lowest place. El, el anfitrión vendrá y decir, tú tienes que ir a la, a la, al señor más bajo. And you'll be all embarrassed. Vas a estar avergonzado. No, when, when you're invited into God's feast, just come in with Humble thanks. Take the lowest spot. The spot of a servant. Cuando Dios te invita a su fiesta, tome el lugar más bajo. In fact, if you've gone through the door, 
Invite others, Jesus says. Invita a los demás. When you give a feast, invite the poor, invite the crippled, invite the blind, invite the person that can never pay you back. Invita a los pobres, los cojos, los ciegos, los que no te pueden recompensar. You won't maybe be paid back in this life for inviting people in, but you'll be paid back at the resurrection. You'll have greater joy. Vas a tener recompensa en la resurrección. But here's the thing. Don't miss out on God's invitation because you are all caught up in the things of this world and of this life because time is running out. No pierdan la invitación de Dios por estar absorbido las cosas esta vida. In chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus tells a parable about a man who gives this amazing banquet. It's the feast of a lifetime. Un hombre da un banquete grande and he invites friends and neighbors, anybody around, he can invite a todos, but People make excuses. Oh, I got a field I just bought. Got to go check it out. Acabo de comprar un terreno. I got some ox I need to try out. Tengo unos bueyes para probar. I just got married. Man, I'm on my honeymoon. Give me a break. I don't have the time. Acabo de casarme. There's so much time and uh, so little things to do in so much time, right? Or the other way around. So many things to do in so little time, right? So I don't have the time. Oh, that God stuff sounds great, but I'm really busy right now. I'll get to God later. Voy a llegar a las cosas de Dios más tarde cuando tenga tiempo. But here's what we need to understand. Time is not about time. Time is about priorities. El tiempo se trata de las prioridades. To say I don't have time for God is really to say God is not a priority for me. No tengo tiempo para Dios, es decir, Dios no es prioritario. I, I don't have time to get into this God stuff. No, it's not important. Jesus says, be careful. Cuídense. You're being invited. And if you keep turning down God's invitations... The day will come when the door is shut and it will be too late. No rechacen las invitaciones de Dios porque viene el día cuando va a ser demasiado tarde. So you need to take the offer while it's there. Enter with humility. Entren con humildad. Take the lowest place. Invite others to come with you and be sure don't, don't refuse your own invitation. Entren con humildad, inviten a otros, tomen el lugar más bajo. Why? Because contrary to all the appearances that we might think in this life, here's the deal. Entering into an eternal connection with the living God is a limited time offer. Es una oferta de tiempo limitado entrar en la presencia de Dios. It's a limited time offer. And we don't know when the offer is up. No sabemos cuando la oferta ya se acabó. It's kind of like the milk in my refrigerator. I don't know about you guys, but that expiration date on the milk is kind of funny. Esa fecha de caducidad en la leche. 
Sometimes I can come in there and I'll give it the old sniff test, right? And it's on the expiration date. Está en la fecha de caducidad. And I smell like, ah, smells all right. And I can usually milk one or two more days out of the milk when it smells like that, right? Yo puedo sacar un par de días de provecho de la leche. But then there are days you come in right on the expiration date. Llegas a la fecha de caducidad. A veces, ooh, it's done. Time's over. Se acabó. Uh, I had an invitation last month. Well, not a personal invitation. It was a commercial. But I had an invitation. Tenía una invitación to go to the, the closeout sale of World Market in Visalia. Fui a la, uh, para ir a la venta de la clausura de World Market. Now, why would I want to go to World Market? Well, this was my one local spot to find my special loose leaf Earl Grey tea. Okay, this is the stuff I live on every breakfast. I've got to have this. Eso es donde encuentro mi té de hoja suelta de Earl Grey. And I call it, this is what I call it, the elixir of life. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I've got to start my day with that, right? Say el elixir de la vida. Well, you know how it is. I wanted to go. I had to go. I was running out. 50% discount. 50% descuento. I, 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 but you know how life gets. And to go and make a trip to Visalia sometimes is such a headache with all that traffic, right? I missed it. Perdí la oportunidad. No elixir of life for me. Now what am I going to do? ¿Qué voy a hacer ahora? What we're talking about here, people, is way more important than spilt, spoiled milk and tea. Right? This is infinitely more. Eso es infinitamente más importante que el té o la leche pasada. In Luke chapter 13 and 14, Jesus' invitation here is clear. Enter into the joy of God's eternal presence today. Entran en el reino de Dios hoy. Enter today. How? Let go of the stuff that you think is so important right now. Let go of the stuff of this world market. Dejen las cosas de este mundo. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 7 puts it this way. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Hoy, si ustedes oyen su voz, no endurezcan el corazón, dice Hebreos. Who's to say your heart will be soft tomorrow? Who's to say you'll have a chance tomorrow? Jesus says, you need to count the cost of what it costs to follow me and to not follow me. Hay que contar lo que cuesta seguirme y no seguirme. He compares it to, to constructing a tower or going to war with an army. Es como construir una torre o ir a la guerra con una, un ejército. You need to calculate what it's going to cost you to, to serve me. In fact, Jesus is very clear as Aaron was talking about earlier. He's clear on what the cost is. In chapter 14, verse 33, at the very end there, he says, here's what it's going to cost. Any of you who does not give up Everything he has cannot be my disciple. Cualquiera de ustedes que no renuncia a todos sus bienes no puede ser mi discípulo. What is it going to cost you to follow Jesus? It will cost you everything. 
Te va a costar todo seguir a Jesús. It's going to cost your life, your, all your time. Your time is going to be different because it's not your time. It's his time now. Tu tiempo es diferente. It's going to cost your, your talents and your abilities because you're going to start using them in a different way. Vas a usar tus talentos de otra forma. It's going to cost, yeah, it's going to cost you your money because now your money's going in different directions. Te va a costar tu dinero. It's going to cost you your priorities because your priorities are going to get changed. It's going to cost you everything. It's going to cost you your life. Te va a costar tu vida. But here's the thing. It's going to cost you everything and more not to follow Jesus too. You'll spend all of your time for nothing. You'll spend all of your talents and abilities for yourself and it won't even last. You'll spend all of your money and all of those things that are just passing things and they will not endure. Vas a gastar tu tiempo, tu dinero, tus talentos. You're going to have all your priorities fixed on something that in the end will not give you what you need and you'll end up with nothing. Vas a quedarte con nada. It's more expensive to follow Jesus than not to follow. Or rather the other way, it's more expensive not to follow Jesus than to follow him. Calculate the cost. Es más caro no seguir a Jesús que seguirlo. In fact, Jesus says in chapter 14, verse 34, if you don't follow, it's going to be like saltless salt on a manure pile. That's what you end up with. Es como sal insípida sobre un montón de manura. The message is a strong message, but it's a joyful one too. And so where I would like us to land today is to give us all an opportunity to do business with Jesus. Les invito a tener un tiempo con Jesús. If you've never taken up the, the invitation to leave an old life that is giving you nothing and to follow Jesus in a new life that will give you eternity and everything with it, I want to invite you to take him up on that today. Te invito a que dejes tu vida vieja para seguir a Jesús en una nueva vida. If you've never trusted in him, and turned away from an old life, we want to pray with you. In fact, we'll just open it up for prayer in just a few moments. I'm going to invite you to pray with someone. You can bring to Jesus any sin, any problem, any relationship, any habit, any opportunity, and he will meet you, and he will give you a life like none other. Le puedes dar cualquier pecado, vicio, problema, relación. It's a freeing thing to give it all up. I want to invite you to go through the narrow door. Jesus is that door. Jesús es la puerta estrecha. But keep this in mind. It's a limited time offer. Es una oferta por tiempo limitado. So would you bow your heads and pray with me? And if you are wanting today to trust in Jesus or re 
affirm a trust in Jesus. Whatever you believe needs to change today, we want to pray for you. Si quieres confiar en Jesús por primera vez o reafirmar un compromiso, just going to invite you to stand where you are and I'm going to ask, I haven't prepared or said anything to anyone, but our elders, deacons, our prayer team, we have people in this church that will stand with you and pray. Si quieres dedicar tu vida de nuevo al Señor o por primera vez, ponte de pie y hay personas que se pondrán a su lado para orar. So if you want to do that, stand up right where you are. Just stand to say, I want to take up the offer that Jesus is giving me. Quiero recibir la oferta de Jesús. Feel that freedom here. There are people that care for you and would love to pray with you. I'm going to give that invitation. And I'm going to give just a few more seconds for that invitation. So if you need that, stand up, ponte de pie, and let's pray together. Vamos a orar. This is a strong message, Jesus. But you are also a strong savior. Help us to see that. Ayúdanos a ver eso. Thank you that you came. Thank you that you are that door. On the one hand, it's so narrow, and on the other hand, it is so wide open. Por un lado, eres esa puerta estrecha, y sin embargo, estás abierto de par en par. Lord, you know the condition of every person. You know the need of every person. You know the hurt of every person. Conoces el dolor de cada persona, la necesidad de cada persona. Would you move us? Would you lead us? Would you help us to know what time it is? Ayúdanos a saber qué hora es. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to change our direction. Today is the day when eternity can break into our lives. Hoy es el día cuando tu eternidad puede prorrumpir en nuestra vida. Come, Lord Jesus. If there's anyone here that is too timid to stand, but they want to take that step, Lord, may they just simply say, Jesus, I turn away from the old life. Jesús, dejo lo viejo. And I embrace you by faith. Te abrazo por la fe. Come into my life and help me to come into your life. Entra en mi vida y que yo entre en la tuya, Señor. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done, that you were the one cut down on the cross for us. You're the one who rose again to give us new life. Ha sido el que fue cortado en la cruz y has resucitado para darnos nueva vida. This week, we don't know what will happen. We don't know from day to day what this week will bring. Some are not with us 
today that were with us last Sunday. Lord, we pray, watch over us and help us to be ready to live today and to be with you forever. Ayúdanos a vivir hoy y estar contigo siempre. We ask this in your holy and precious name and tu santo y precioso nombre. Amen.